Welcome to the Boho News Podcast. Here, we share the latest news, comments and opinion from across the boutique, lifestyle and luxury hotel sectors, along with thought-provoking interviews with industry leaders. My name's Eloise Hansen, editor at BHN and host of this week's episode. This time, I'm chatting to Ellie Younes, Global Chief Development Officer for Radisson Hotel Group, about the development opportunities presented by the pandemic how demand for sustainable evidence is shaping projects and the challenges faced in this field. Thank you, uh, Ellie, for joining me in today's podcast. I know we've both been very busy since we uh, first met in Berlin. So let's talk about Radisson's development strategy. And I'm curious to hear how your strategy has shifted in response to economic shocks. Well, before you change strategy, whether it's development or not, I think you must ask yourself whether you are still committed. Mm-hmm. I think this is the starting point before you start changing strategies. And, and the starting point must be the commitment. And in our case, in this case for development, we as a company, our teams and our shareholders have remained committed our five-year plan or to our strategy, development strategy, despite or throughout the last few economic shocks that we've had, given uh, taking into account the pandemic and, of course, after the pandemic, the political uh, uh, issues in Eastern Europe. And the proof of that, I would say, in our case, is that we continued investing. We invested over 100 million euros in the business mainly a lot of it in development during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And we signed and we welcomed more than 100 hotels in EMEA alone. We're not talking about Asia or China because those numbers will be multiplied. And EMEA alone, this is, let's focus on EMEA today, Mm -hmm. 100 hotels during the period of the last shock, which is, I would say, the the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Now, given the evolving economic and political landscape that we have, it's ever evolving. I mean, whenever something, the, a, a shock or, or a change happens, as soon as the change becomes constant, there's another change that is happening. So there is an ever-evolving economic and political landscape that we live in today. And because of it, I think we must remain nimble, fluid and agile to respond to such changes. And this is also critical before you change your strategy, is how you approach yourself and your, and, and, and your attitude of being nimble, fluid and agile, because if you're not these three things, or if you don't have them in yourself and in your system, you will not be able to respond or to adjust. And and that was one of the good lessons, and in my view personally, and for us as a company, that we have learned from the pandemic, for example. The objective for us remains the same. So pandemic or no pandemic, political or economic shocks or no political or economic shocks, our objective remains the same that is to continue providing more possibilities to our guests and opportunities to our owners. The question is, how do we fulfill that objective, taking into account the evolving economic and political landscape? Now, I'll give you some examples because I want to also answer your question concretely. So some concrete adjustments that we have made to our development strategy are, for example, the introduction of a new brand called Radisson Individuals to focus more on conversions instead of new builds. Why? Because as we could, as we anticipated, 
and it was right to anticipate uh, at that time the fact that there will be less new build projects post-pandemic for a number of reasons. Banks will lend less, there could be inflation, the market will not be as strong performance-wise as it was before, and hence people will not necessarily be invested to deploy capital in new projects. Mm-hmm. So we created this, this 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 new brand, which was extremely successful, I have to say, over 60 hotels in less than two years. Other examples are the review of our brand standards mm-hmm. to be more relevant to the current environment, and that's very important. Another example is is the fine tune and the launch of Prize Hotel. We come back to that yes. maybe later on, which is our lifestyle mid-scale brand. Mm-hmm. Another example, another recent example, I'm just thinking loudly here, is we had to adjust our geographic focus, given the recent political instability mm-hmm. in the far east of Europe. We had to adjust our geographic focus, shifting it more towards the Balkan countries and to Turkey, mm-hmm. to try and offset the attrition that we have in that part of Eastern Europe, where the problems are, Mm-hmm. and substitute it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So these are the kind of adjustments that we had to make, but we would not have been able to make them had we not been committed, had we not been nimble, fluid, and agile. Some great life lessons in that answer, I must say, be it on an individual basis or from a, a company organization point of view and, and the culture and the mindset that you must have in order to persevere and move forwards in the face of adversity. Let's let's look at now uh, the opportunities that have maybe been presented by certain challenges, one of which is underperforming assets. And I suppose yeah. you just touched on that with the launch of Radisson individuals and the, able, the ability to yeah. convert existing buildings. So where are you finding these opportunities to transform underperforming assets? Frankly, Louise, from a geographic perspective, they are probably everywhere. <laughs> Why? Because the pandemic did not uh, isolate itself to any country yeah. or in any country. So nobody was immune to the pandemic. And therefore, the impact that the pandemic had, if you look at the pandemic as the first instance or mm-hmm. the first uh, issue that was faced, it was it was across uh, the region. So from a geographic perspective, the problem was everywhere and therefore the opportunity after the problem is going to be everywhere. If I look at the last year or two, we have signed hotels everywhere in Germany, in the UK, in Italy, in Spain, in, in France, uh, obviously in, 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 uh, in Turkey, in Dubai, in Saudi Arabia. So that opportunity has followed Hmm. The problem, i.e. the problem was everywhere and following the problem, the opportunity then unveiled itself almost whatever the problem was, which is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Our role to be successful and to unlock those opportunities is that to provide all hotels existing and new, not just new hotels that mm-hmm. we have, but the existing ones, a quick access to revenues. Mm-hmm. Because we have also existing hotels that need to ramp up. So we need, and the new hotels also that we want to bring to our system, we need to get them quick access to revenues post pandemic in this case, mm-hmm. and to best translate how to, how to um, transform those revenues into profits through the high GOP margins or the operating models that we have. What this means is that we need to continue investing in, all, in both our revenue platforms. 
mm-hmm. and in our operating platforms to stay relevant mm-hmm. to our investors and to our guests. Earlier this year, coming back to your point, we announced the expansion of our prize hotel lifestyle mid-scale brand, which offers owners and investors a new easy conversion solution in that mid-scale lifestyle brand. And that, is, that was in addition to Radisson individuals that I mentioned earlier. And touching quickly on Prize Hotel of what it is, it's a, it's a cost-effective, high-design-focused brand for tech-savvy, connected travelers in vibrant urban locations. And that offers convertible, flexible spaces to tap into the mid-scale lifestyle traveler. Mm-hmm. In, that, in simple terms, it offers the guest a lifestyle, mid-scale experience at the cost or at the investment cost of an economy brand to the investor. This is the value proposition of, of that brand. Mm-hmm. I touch also on Radisson individuals, if I may also, and, and other good examples of that brand is that that brand has made its debut earlier this year in new markets like Egypt and Turkey, and we expanded its presence in UK, in Ghana, in Poland, and Norway, and many other destinations. So really, it has proven itself to be very relevant, not just to the owners, but also to the guests. Mm-hmm. Can I ask, with the Prize Hotel uh, brand, it's a mm-hmm. German-based brand from what I remember. So is, is Germany the target market at the moment, or are you looking further afield? So the brand had initially started in the Dach region, mainly Germany. Yeah, okay. And this is where it grew its initial footprint. The current focus of the brand is to continue the expansion in Germany, Mm -hmm. but also to introduce the UK as the next market in Europe for scale. This Mm -hmm. is for the next, I would say, one or two years. Of course, after those two years, the ambition is to grow global, to take it to China, to Turkey and elsewhere. But before we do that, we need to create a home base, and that Mm -hmm. is Europe. Where in Europe? the Dach, which is made in Germany, and the UK. And once we solidify our home base, we go global. Mm-hmm. To now touch on another very topical subject, and one that is around sustainability. Yeah. Let's look at how the demand for sustainable evidence is shaping future projects. I know developers are facing a lot of challenges from various different sources, if you like. What's your experience? First of all, everybody would echo what you're saying. Mm. Both the customers, the consumers, in this case, the customer of the hotels and the investors, actually are becoming increasingly or more savvy when it comes to sustainability. Mm. And they are looking for evidence from us that proves that our brands are making a conscious effort to reduce that environmental impact or footprint. Mm-hmm. We and the number of industry colleagues have already started acting on that. See, the world's buildings, generally buildings and hotels are buildings, have a huge impact on the global environment, both in terms of their construction, which uses 50% of all extracted material, and in their operation, which generates 38% of all energy related carbon emissions. This part of development will eventually be influenced by us, i.e. the operational side, the latter part. And the development part 
will also be influenced by us, but more by other stakeholders like investors and lenders. Why do I say that? It's simply because we more control and influence the operation and the investors dash developers more influence the building. We have the influential part in the building, but we have a responsibility mm. and accountability when it comes to the uh, operations. Mm -hmm. One of the recent initiatives that we have undertaken, coming back to Prize Hotel, was that we wanted to make Prize Hotel, and we are working on that, to be the first brand to offer an experience that is carbon neutral to the guest. Mm -hmm. So Prize Hotel, one of the key elements or definitions is for it to be or to offer a carbon neutral experience to its guests. Now you touched on one point, I want to come back to that, which is the challenges that are faced, mm. that we all face in our industry. And I would say one of the key challenges that we all face, not just us, everybody, is that everybody is using a complete different metric when it comes to sustainability. Mm. Now over time, there may, somebody will write a book about what that means for the hotel industry but today that book does not exist mm. and this is a big challenge and this is why we are pleased to see that the hotel sector have taken a coordinated and non-competitive approach mm -hmm. the way forward to facilitate to facilitate a true and effective response to climate change and to the challenges that we have to create jointly what is called a hotel sustainability basics, which could apply to any hotel, a Radisson or any other brand, or even a non-branded hotel. And that's the first step. What is the minimum that you need to, 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 to adhere to, or to have a minimum acceptable level of sustainability in the hotels? What does it mean? What are the KPIs? Mm. And this is the first step that will help every hotel get started in their sustainability journey faster and with clarity and transparency. It will be a book that sets the minimum basics that are needed, but subject to continuous evolution and improvement. Look at the accounting book, mm. the Uniform System of Hotel Accounting, the book that every year they launch a new edition. Why? Because they continue improving. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying this is, will be the same, but maybe the inspiration should be similar. So that is the, 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 the version one, and every year there's a new version, version two, version three, version four. Why? Because we need to continue evolving and improving. So on that note then about improving and that continuous development of changing, changing operations or changing models, in which area of your work do you think you are going to see the greatest change regarding sustainability over the next few years? It should be in all of them or in most of them. <laughs> but we as operator, we influence more the operational side, as I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. So it is likely and it makes more common sense that we are more accountable mm. and responsible for the operational element of it, which is in our control, mm. when compared to the development side of it, which we can and must influence, but are not necessarily 100% in control. Mm -hmm. So I would say, operations number one and number two the development uh, element see our world needs sustainable solutions everywhere mm. and 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 we all know the crucial uh, decade of these actions now whatever we're doing now 
in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years to eventually move to net zero. For us, net zero is in 2050. Mm -hmm. But we have to start today. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be 2070. And I'm not sure we can, we can afford that. See, there's an argument that is it better to start off with all the small steps moving towards the greater goal or whether change should come from a top-down approach and then have the larger organizations lead the charge. I'm one of the belief that it's, it's small steps. I fully agree. So small steps is better than no steps, even if the no step means waiting for the Orica because Orica may not come. And what do you do if it doesn't come? Mm -hmm. Well, that, um, that comes to the end of all the questions that I had set aside for you today, Ellie. So thank you for taking the time to speak with me. Uh, good luck with the move. And hopefully I will see you very soon. Bye, Louise. You take care of yourself. Thanks for listening to the Boho News podcast. If you'd like to keep up to date with industry news, head on over to boutiquehotelnews.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter.